Hello, thanks for joining the Hoosier Myths and Legends podcast. I'm Rebecca Wilhelm. I'm Mary Quigley. And I'm Hope Wilhelm. Join us as we dive into the spookier side of the Hoosier State. So what comes to your mind when you think of Indiana? Do you think of corn? Do you think of basketball? Do you think of the Indianapolis 500? Maybe you think of famous celebrities who were born in Indiana, like John Mellencamp or Michael Jackson. But as the saying goes, there is more than corn in Indiana. 92 counties make up the Hoosier State. In this podcast, we are going to discuss some Indiana folklore from each of these counties. If you're into tall tales, ghosts, or spooky legends, then this is a podcast you are not going to want to miss. In this episode, we will explore a legend from just outside of Vincennes in Knox County, Indiana. So just south of Vincennes, Indiana, there is an old train bridge that was converted over to a one-lane toll bridge for vehicle use. Originally built in 1897 by the King Bridge Company, the bridge was named the Wabash Cannonball Bridge. This bridge connects Vincennes, Indiana to St. Francisville, Illinois, over the 503-mile-long Wabash River. The bridge is very long, at 1,441 feet in length. It is also very narrow. The width of the deck is only 11.5 feet. In 1968, the Stangle family purchased the bridge and converted it over for cars. At this time, it was referred to as Stangle's Bridge. As of 2016, there are over 750 cars that use this bridge daily. However, some people claim that this bridge is cursed, and many consider it to be very bad luck if you dare cross over the bridge. For if you should happen to stop your car in the middle of the bridge, you may just see a head floating above the Wabash River, a purple head. In this episode, we're going to discuss the legend of the Wabash Cannonball Bridge, which is more commonly known by locals as the Purple Head Bridge. August of 1996, I attended Vincent University. While there, I attended a church just across the river in Illinois. One Sunday, a friend of mine from that church had used the one-lane toll bridge and had called it Stangles Bridge. The bridge is pretty neat, so I was talking about crossing over it with a group of girls who lived down the hall from me. This is when one of the girls told me I had been over a haunted bridge. I remember you telling me about the bridge and taking us over it when we came to visit you. 
Is this the bridge that you took dad across in his truck and he was scared? Yes. When dad and I were dating, I drove his truck over the bridge. For those of you listening that have no idea what the Wabash Cannonball Bridge looks like, picture a rusted out, very long, very rickety one lane bridge. And they have these boards that have been placed over it, the planks for cars to drive. And the boards cover the planks and every other plank is missing. Yes, the bridge is 1,000 feet long. So just picture going over this with boards missing every here and there. Wow, that's crazy. I'm not going to lie. Hope it's definitely creepy, especially since it's over a river and you can see the water underneath of it. I remember us going across the bridge with mom and dad a few times when we went to Vincent's to visit you. It was really fun. We will post a link to a YouTube video that shows what the bridge looks like. The YouTube video is really cool. It gives you an idea of how scary it is to go over the bridge. In the video and in the pictures you've shown me, look like it is an old train bridge. That is exactly what it is, Hope. The bridge was originally built for train use. The New York Central, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Chicago, and St. Louis Railway use this bridge. When was the bridge converted over for automobiles? It looks like it was converted sometime in the 1960s. Well, the railroad abandoned the bridge in 1965, and in 1968, there was a man named Art Stengel who was a local farmer. He bought the bridge and converted it over to a toll bridge. This is when the bridge changed names and was referred to as Stengel's Bridge. It was Stengel's Bridge when we crossed it in the late 90s. So why would they want a bridge there? Seems like a weird location to have toll bridge when I look at the Google map. Well, the Stengel family were farmers. On the Bridge Hunter message board, Art Stengel's daughter, Barbara Paxton, posted that her parents made a living by operating a grain drying business. I saw that post. It said they would transport the dry goods down to Henderson, Kentucky to an elevator company. So the Stengel Bridge saved the farmers a lot of time. Yes, in the message board, Barbara explained that before this bridge was built, you would have to drive over to either Vincennes, Indiana or to Mount Carmel, Illinois to get across the Wabash River. Yeah, it looks like there is a bridge about seven miles south of Vincennes. From the pictures, it looks like you still could not bring heavy loads across the bridge. But I bet it still saved a lot of time. It would have saved tons of time, I'm sure, in the long run, especially if you were doing this several times a day. So how did the bridge get its name, the Wabash Cannonball Bridge? I know there is a song by Johnny Cash about a train called the Wabash Cannonball. Is this bridge named after the train or song? Well, there are a couple different theories out there about why the bridge was named what it was. Some of the things I have read said that the Wabash Cannonball train did use the bridge. But the train tracks and the bridge were operated by the New York City line, correct? It was also used by Cleveland, Cincinnati, Chicago, and St. Louis Railway. Other sources say it's named after the Wabash River, and the cannonball part is referring to the use of cannons back in the George Rogers Clark days. There are many different theories, and no one really knows for sure. Yeah, the Wabash Cannonball song 
that has been so popular over the decades, it actually predates the train that's known by that name. The song was created in the late 1800s. The Wabash Railroad, though, did name a train route that went from Detroit, Michigan to St. Louis, Missouri, the Wabash Cannonball, in honor of the song. But that was not until the 1930s or 40s. And of course, most people are very familiar with Johnny Cash's version of the Wabash Cannonball song. So the only thing we do know is that the decades it was called Stangles Bridge is because the Stangle family owned and operated the bridge. That's right. When I moved to Vincennes in the summer of 96, I heard the bridge referred to as Purplehead Bridge. So the legend of why it was called Purplehead Bridge is an interesting story. Yeah, the legend creeps me out. The story is that if you stop your car in the middle of the bridge at night, you will see a ghost. Actually, you will see the ghost's head floating around over the water in a purple fog. Yeah, when you do a Google search of the bridge, many of the websites claim that Purplehead Bridge may be the most haunted place in southern Indiana. I noticed that too. There are so many different legends. Some think that the ghost only appears if you stop your car on the middle of the bridge. Other websites say that getting close to the bridge will allow you to see it. Yes, I heard while in college that anyone that crosses the bridge and sees Purplehead's ghost will be cursed. Some people claim that you only see it if you go out during a thunderstorm. There are so many interesting stories associated with the bridge. Well, the entire Vincennes area has a very strong Native American and French history to it. It's really fascinating. And there are several theories as to the identity of Purplehead Ghost. The most popular theory is that the ghost is a Native American man who was killed during a battle at the river during the French and Indian Wars. Other websites you go to say that the ghost is of a man who committed suicide at the bridge, and when he tried to hang himself, it caused his head to come off, decapitating him. One of the most disturbing theories out there is that the Klan used to lynch people and hang them from the bridge, but I was unable to find a verifiable source for this. I do know that anything is a possibility because the area had a strong Klan presence in the past. Yes, according to the book Weird Indiana, your travel guide to Indiana's local legends and best-kept secrets by Mark Merriman, James A. Willis, Troy Taylor. The ghost is the spirit of an Indian shaman who was killed in that river during the early days of the settling of Knox County. Yeah, according to that book, Native Americans believe that their soul cannot move on unless the body has been properly buried. Yes, it is believed that the spirit of the Indian will continue to haunt the bridge until he is laid to rest with his people. There is another legend about the identity of the ghost. In Mark Merriman's book, Haunted Indiana 2, he identifies the ghost as James Johnson, who is reported to have been a Revolutionary War hero. And he was also a founding father of Vincennes. Apparently, Johnson's farm was in the location that the bridge is now, and he was buried along the shore of the river there. So rivers change over time, and over the decades, the Wabash River now goes over the area where Johnson was once buried. Mormon's theory is that Johnston is the one rising from his grave to look over his land from trespassers. What exactly is going on out on the bridge? No one seems to really have an answer to what people are seeing out there. I have been over that bridge a handful of times in my lifetime, but usually during the day. And I only went over it one time at night. 
I have to admit it was very, very creepy. And we did stop in the middle of the bridge. However, I did not experience the purple head ghost or see anything strange while there. Well, if you were ever in the Vincent's area and you are not too afraid, pay the $1 toll and experience the bridge for yourself. If you do, let us know how your ship turns out. So if you decide to go out to Purple Head Bridge, please be respectful of the area. Do you have a purple head sighting to tell? Have you seen anything strange out at the Cannonball or Purple Head Bridge? We'd love to hear about it. Please send us an email to Legends at gmail.com. We may use it in a later episode. In the email, please let us know if you wish to remain anonymous. source material, please visit our website, whosyourmissandlegends.com. Please find us and follow us on Facebook or on Instagram. Our theme song was written and recorded by Wet Blanket. The song title is Taxidermy Race Car. Wet Blanket is frontman Joseph Carpenter, lead guitar Earl Wilhelm, rhythm guitar Joshua Carpenter, bass Parker Warman, and drums Christian Kittle. We are so excited to see all of the positive feedback on our podcast. We really appreciate our listeners. If you like what you hear, please don't forget to give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us through. Thank you for tuning in to Hoosier Myths and Legends. As always, stay spooky.